Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Morana, the Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, you've been hearing a lot lately, I think, about the pro-aborts are trying to change the Constitution in the different states to make abortion legal through all nine months of pregnancy. Currently, we have such an initiative up in Ohio, and I know many of you are going out in Ohio and voting no on issue one. And election day has already started. So I hope you're, if you're from Ohio, you're out there and telling everybody, if, once you vote no, get as many people as you can up in Ohio to vote no. Well, we have a threat here in Florida where our program is taped at our Priest Life headquarters. And we have a amendment that the pro-aborts are starting and dare. Here in Florida, we have beautiful pro-life laws like a 15-week ban and a heartbeat law, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, they're trying to put one of these ballot initiatives uh, on our ballot for 2024, and they, we, we're in a race right now to try and stop them. Well, joining me today is an expert on this topic. We're so happy to have him with us. His name is Andrew Shivel, and he's from—he's the founder, executive director of Voice for the Unborn. Andrew, welcome to the program. Thank you, Janet, for having me. Well, it's great to have you. First, just tell everybody just briefly about Voice for the Unborn, your ministry. Well, a Florida Voice for the Unborn is a pro-life lobbying organization. We are based in Tallahassee. We are grassroots focused, and we are also focused exclusively on protections for our unborn brothers and sisters. And then you must have been then very involved with the legislature as we worked to pass the 15-week ban on abortion, protecting those children uh, you know, at 15 weeks that, of course, Governor DeSantis assigned it to law. So just let everyone realize the process, how long it took to, for that battle to go. Well, unfortunately, it took too long from our perspective. Uh, but the good news is that in 2022, the legislature did pass this 15-week prohibition on abortion. It was prior to the Dobbs decision. Uh, and it replicated basically what Mississippi had done in imposing a 15-week abortion ban in their state. And so uh, this ban is still currently in full effect. However, the uh, Florida abortion industry went right to work to challenge it in the courts. And it is currently uh, pending before the Florida Supreme Court right now as to its legality. But in the meantime, it has remained in full effect. And so abortion after 15 weeks in Florida is currently illegal. Oh, that's that's good news. And then, of course, the legislature went to the next step, which I guess your group must have been part of, which was to get a heartbeat bill passed. Right. That's correct, Janet. And of course, uh, Florida Voice for the Unborn was actually in favor of a full uh, abortion ban from the moment of conception, uh, which has been done in Texas and over a dozen other states in our country following of course, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Uh, we are still, though, uh, happy uh, that the heartbeat law was able to pass the legislature this uh, spring in 2023, and Governor DeSantis immediately signed it into law. However, the heartbeat law has not taken effect yet. 
Uh, in order for it to do so, the Florida Supreme Court needs to rule favorably in this legal challenge to the 15-week abortion ban. Once it does so, and we're expecting a favorable decision very, very soon, then the heartbeat law will take effect 30 days after that decision comes down. So right now, Janet, still in Florida, we are seeing the state uh, as an abortion destination uh, for women throughout the South and Midwest traveling here. And sadly, right now, uh, the current data shows that in 2023, over 58,000 unborn children have lost their lives to abortion. Oh, that's so sad. And when you say, you know, destination uh, state, and that's true because Alabama has banned abortion. And I think Georgia has a heartbeat bill, yes. right? And so right surrounding us, there are states that are protecting the unborn child. But the other reason why I think we're more of a, like a destination uh, state is so much tourism happens here. You know what I'm saying? So what people, women can do is even from any state, they can say, oh, I'm going on vacation to Disney, blah, blah. And they're really coming here for an abortion. You understand? Because we're such a tourism state. So maybe they think, oh, I'll have the abortion. Oh, and then I'll I'll leave out of Port Canaveral and go on a cruise or, you know what I mean? So this is really a scary thing to think that our tourism could turn into being a real abortion capital state, couldn't it? And that's correct, Janet. <clears throat> you know, this state, Florida, has over four, 50 operating abortion mills. Many wow. people don't know that. And we do know that uh, there are, are international uh, travelers that are coming here from uh, countries such as in Central America and South America, where abortion is much more restricted. They come to Florida to, to receive these abortions. So in order for that to eliminate all that, we need to close down every single abortion mill. And that's Florida Voice for the Unborn's ultimate goal. I think I think Priest for Life and so many other organizations share that. We want to see an abortion-free future here in our beautiful Sunshine State. I do. So now let's discuss the, the challenge happening right now. It's despicable. The other side is trying to put a constitutional amendment on next year in 2024 on the ballot for people to vote on. It would wipe out all our good pro-life laws, all our protections, the waiting period, everything from A to Z, and it would make abortion legal in our state uh, in the Constitution till birth. Isn't that true? That's correct, Janet. This is a very dangerous initiative started by the Florida abortion industry just several months ago in May of this year. However, they in Florida, you have a very limited time frame to gather the required petitions or signatures from Florida voters. So in Florida, they need to collect over 891,000 signatures by February 1st of 2024 in order for it to appear on the ballot in November of 2024. That is a tall order, Janet. And we know they're well-funded. But the good news is that the pro-life movement here in Florida is fighting back and fighting back aggressively. That's right. Well, and also, too, you know, anyone watching the program right now, maybe you don't live in Florida, but you might know someone who lives in Florida. So we want you to really pay attention to my next question, which is we have what's called a decline to sign program going on here in Florida, because what these petitions are doing, they have their little clipboards and they're showing up in front of Publix, which is one of our big chain supermarkets, public libraries, just places where people are gathering. And they're basically lying. They're telling people that this is to help women. It's for women's health, uh, you know, et cetera, aren't they? 
Absolutely, Janet. It's total misrepresentations. And what they're doing here in Florida, since we're a conservative-leaning state, is they're trying to appeal to, I would call, their non-traditional um, uh, supporters. And so what they're doing is they're saying, don't you want to have uh, the people vote on this? Don't you want to have uh, a Democratic vote? But what we say in response is that the people have already spoken through their elected representatives in Tallahassee and by electing a pro-life governor. They've spoken by enacting this heartbeat law, and that should be the law of the land. Why would we want to put uh, the lives of the unborn up to a public vote where uh, everybody and their grandmother can, uh, I don't want to say have a say, but can be misled into thinking they're doing something that they don't understand the full consequences. Right. So our goal right now is to stop them from getting the signatures by February 1st by what we call this decline to sign campaign, decline to sign the petition. So you have a great tool here. Postcards your ministry has uh, created. Take us one by one through these postcards and describe them to us. Sure, Janet. Um, first off, these decline to sign postcards, they're postcard size, four by six. They are in English and Spanish. Uh, and uh, we have uh, three different versions. One's addressed to general Floridians. These are your fellow citizens that uh, you would encounter in parks, festivals, any place that uh, these pro-abortion petition uh, gatherers are uh, trying to... Uh, and you can hand, hand the person saying, listen, you may not want to sign that. Here's some information about that. That's right? correct, Jen. <clears throat> and we have listed five quick points about why our fellow citizens should decline to sign this awful petition. And Can you take us through those five points? Why? Absolutely, Janet. The first is that this amendment, if it passes, would uh, mandate unlimited abortion here in Florida up until the moment of birth throughout all nine months. It's totally radical and outrageous. Second point is the amendment would require the return of partial birth abortions to Florida. And that's because we have a statute that currently prohibits partial birth abortions. But it, it, if this amendment passes, all pre-existing protections, including the prohibition of partial abortion, go away. It's, yeah. it, nobody wants partial birth abortion. No. The third point is that the amendment would override parental consent for abortion in Florida. Here in Florida, we do have built into the state constitution a notification requirement. That wouldn't necessarily go away, but we had a statute passed in 2020, in 2020 that mandated parental consent prior to a minor obtaining an abortion. That law would also go away if this pro-abortion constitutional amendment passes. Unbelievable. It is. <clears throat> and number four, the amendment would also encourage the expansion of abortion businesses in Florida. Now we are a destination state. We would triple down on that if it, abortion is explicitly written into our state constitution. So current communities in Florida that don't have abortion centers would likely see them opening um, and it would be outrageous. Well, like for example, here in Brevard County with our pre-slave headquarters is, there are no abortion facilities here in Brevard County. We're abortion free in Brevard County. So what you're saying is then suddenly they're going to be popping up like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A's all over the place. That's correct, because they would be guaranteed that there would be nothing that the legislature or the governor could do to stop them. And the fifth point 
uh, Janet, is that the amendment would prohibit reasonable protections for women's health here in Florida. Uh, that means our 24-hour waiting period, abortion uh, facility regulations, all of those would be invalidated by the courts very quickly. Uh, and that's something that the abortion industry wants to see because they don't want anything to get in, in the way of their uh, business. Wow. That's a great thing. So that's a general postcard for all Floridians. Uh, tell us how we can get that postcard if we wanted to. The, the Floridian <laughs> ones um, and the Christian ones and the Catholic ones that we have, the three different versions are all available on Florida Voice for the Unborn's website. You go there. And we what's have, the website? It's floridavoiceforthunborn.com. Okay. Very simple. We have a decline to sign web page. You just click on that button and it will tell you uh, exactly how you can order these cards. You call us, you email us, we'll ship them out to you for free. They are very effective. And like I said, we have three different versions geared to different audiences. So that's for general Floridians, anyone you meet outside of Publix or the library or whatever. Next version, for Christian churches, right? That's correct. And it says the exact same thing that was on the Floridians postcard, also English and Spanish, but it is addressed to our Christian brothers and sisters. This is to get what, to the What heart. does that say to the Christians? Is there a specific sentence or something? Uh, it just says, attention Christians. Ah. And here's why Christians should decline to sign. Ah, So gotcha. appealing to uh, people of faith is Right, very if you important. believe in Jesus Christ, then take note, you should not sign this petition. Basically, that's what it's saying, right? Absolutely, no Christian should be signing a pro-abortion petition. That's right. And then finally, for the Catholic church people, because, Let's make this one point. The U.S. Uh, bishops here uh, in Florida, all the Florida bishops in all the dioceses here in Florida have now come together and said we should decline to sign. So tell us about the Catholics. That's right, Janet. Uh, the Florida Catholic of Conference of Bishops has uh, posted their own decline to sign uh, statement back in July following Florida Voice for the Unborn's lead, of course. Um, <laughs> but we, on this uh, postcard, we say the exact same points we do on the other two versions, except at the very end, we take an excerpt from the bishop's July 20th statement. And what they say is, quote, declining to sign is not impeding the democratic process. It is taking a stand against what would be a terrible state policy. So this is addressed to Catholics directly from their bishops, the highest authority in the church. And uh, we want them to heed their warning. And so we're making it very easy to uh, pass this out to uh, people of the Catholic faith. That's great. Well, you know, and just to talk about uh, the, the bishop and, and that statement for a minute. Um, for, well, first of all, let's just be clear for Catholics now. Um, it is 100% against your Catholic faith to promote abortion, support abortion, or have an abortion. Correct. I mean, that's clearly in the catechism of the Catholic Church. That right? is correct, Jenna. And I am a Catholic. I'm a Roman Catholic. Florida Voice for the Unborn is a, a non-denominational Christian organization. We welcome all supporters of every faith. Um, but I that is one of the reasons why I became so involved in the pro-life movement is because of my Catholic faith. Catholic faith. I believe in the sacredness of all human life from the moment of conception onward. That's right. And, you know, when you think about it, I mean, really what they're trying to do with this petition uh, is to take away the democratic process because we've already had the people of Florida already voted. Because when we had Roe v. Wade uh, overturned, the justices said, we're returning now this from out of the courts and back to the people 
and their elected representatives. So that means Congress federally and here in the state. So in our state legislature, like you just said, we've been very clear. We have a history of being a very pro-life state by the two laws that you just said, the 15-week uh, ban, heartbeat, uh, parental notification. I mean, we are, you know, the, the guess what? We challenge the other side. Why don't, instead of trying to force a constitutional amendment on us, why don't they come up with the, one of their abortion bills? And, and let that be debated up in Tallahassee, right? And you're right, Janet. And you know what? Every session they uh, 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 file such a bill, and it's always the most radical, extreme, crazy bill uh, on the planet. But the, the problem is that they just cannot get voters to vote for candidates that endorse such crazy legislation. So they're trying to do an end run around it. We have super majorities of pro-lifers in both chambers of our legislature uh, up until the end of 2024. And hopefully we're going to extend that as well. But if they were really serious about this public debate, then they would go through the electoral process of getting their candidates. But they know it's too extreme for Florida. Right. And you know what? When you think about it, when people maybe not realize, for, uh, for the state legislature to even vote on a bill, there's all kinds of other stuff that happens first. It's in a committee. And then there's hearings and people from both sides have to come forward and defend their position. See, the problem is, Andrew, they can't get up and properly defend the rights to kill an unborn child till birth. That's the problem, isn't it? They like to mask it over with women's health, reproductive choice, all these soft, fuzzy words. But in fact, if they even got a pro-abortion bill up there for discussion in Tallahassee, they can't defend it. Isn't that the trick case? That is absolutely correct, Janet. We know from these other states where they've enacted these pro-abortion constitutional amendments, that's exactly what they're trying to do, short circuit the democratic process. Right. They don't want a lengthy debate on this. They want it uh, quick uh, sound bites on TV, misleading the voters so that they get everything that they wanted that they could not get through the legislature. Boy, oh boy. See, they hid under Roe v. Wade all these years. Now they're trying to to take away our rights as, as really free citizens. One more time before we go, remind everyone the website and the cards, quick. FloridaVoiceForTheUnborn.com. That's where you can obtain these cards. We'll send them to you free of charge. Uh, please circulate them. Uh, we need to get the word out, especially by February 1st, and we are doing it. I am confident that uh, the pro-abortion side will not get those signatures by February 1st. Well, Andrew, thank you for joining me, and let's continue to uh, speak up for our unborn brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Janet. Okay, thank you. Well, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Remember, you know, standing up for the unborn, you're also standing up for the mom and the dad. That's right, because I deal with the aftermath of abortion with Silent No More. I deal with the women and men who deeply regret their abortion and the physical damage to women, psychological damage. So you see, when we protect the unborn child, we're also protecting mothers and fathers. That's what we do. And, you know, brothers and sisters, I hope you get in this to Design fight in Florida. Even if you don't live here, you must know someone who does. Get those postcards ordered. Get out there on the streets and inform everybody about this tricky, tricky petition and how we're going to decline to sign. And remember, brothers and sisters, there's some abortions only you're going to be able to stop. And therefore, some lives only you can save. Join us again next time. Thank you and God bless.
This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.